Hello, I'm Remy. And I'm Pip. And you're listening to Brother Knows Quest, the podcast where I, your host, introduce my sister to the wonderful world of tabletop role-playing games. Do you have any idea what we're talking about today, Beth? No. Okay. It is October, correct? Yeah. Okay. Call of Cthulhu? The Call of Cthulhu, which I believe is Japan's most played tabletop role-playing game. Hmm. They really love the horror stuff. Obviously, it's based on H.P. Lovecraft's works, The Call of Cthulhu, and The Shadow Over Innsmouth, and stuff like that. You ever read any of his books? No. Okay, you ever listen to any of his books? mm Okay, it's kind of like cosmic horror. It is exactly what it is, cosmic horror. Think of the insignificance of humanity in the face of incomprehensible otherworldly forces. So, you have sanity. You can go insane in the game. That's a key mechanic. It reflects the psychological toll on a person encountering the unknown, something completely beyond comprehension. I won't go into many creatures in this because part of the fun of the game for the first time player is encountering these world shattering monstrosities, I guess is the way to put it. There's influences from things like Cthulhu, Narlithotep, and yogg Shothoth. I can't pronounce that right. Uh, some of his cosmic entities. It's a percentile die style game, D100. You roll under your score on things to get it. So you have like a 70 something in a score, and you roll under that, and that's how you succeed on a D100. Typically, the setting is in the 1920s. It can be set anywhere and any time, though, but I like to think a New England in the 20s style campaign is pretty good. That's what I, I played in Egypt. My first time playing, I was in Egypt, and I was the last survivor in the whole group. I ended up blowing up a pyramid to stop a pretty much an Egyptian god. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought I was going to be dying with the explosion, but no, I survived. Well, I rolled good. well. Mm-hmm. It was my first time, and I was the last one out. It was my fault the whole thing happened. I think I was the archaeologist. Characters are often regular people, by the way, like academics, journalists, detectives. They have unique skills and backgrounds. They're also usually ill-prepared for the horrors they encounter, <laughs> which makes the game more horror-based. Happy Halloween, everybody. It's kind of like an investigation, kind of like the uh, Monster of the Week we covered. A lot of the horror games are investigation-based, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Think of an atmosphere of jazz, prohibition, sometimes a sense of isolation has a big hand in it. There's a lot of cults and conspiracies. Many scenarios involve secret cults, shadowy organizations dedicated to serving or awakening the great old ones, which is what these old ancient deities slash monstrosities are. They're basically gods. And a lot of times, the thing about cosmic horror, they don't mean to be malevolent. They just don't care. They don't assume humanity is a thing that matters. It's kind of like us when we walk over an ant's nest. <laughs> we can't understand them. That's why we go insane. And they don't care about us one way or the other. We're just here on this planet. And they just happen to be here too sometimes. Mm. Now, like I said, it does allow for a wide range of scenarios. So you don't have to just kind of be the underdog or in the 20s or 30s or whatever. Anytime I do. The one game I have been watching or listening to involved time travel. So they're in the future as well. Where they failed in the past, the future has been ruined. It's a mess. Everybody's trying to leave Earth. Same. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of video games based on the Cthulhu mythos, The Sinking City, and uh, a game called Call of Cthulhu, and there's been so many other. There's a lot of movies, too. Um, I did tell you to read the books or listen to them, but I should say that Lovecraft had some racist views that are evident in his writing. It was a problem of his time, and he was part of the problem. And the games really don't bring it up. They might. I didn't read through the whole core handbook. I've, just, I've got the starter set, so I would expect that, that they would cover that in the book, because a lot of games involve that now, like you mentioned the last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. Safety tools. Yeah. So I would say they have something like that. I'm not if sure. If not, I'm sure you could. Oh yeah, it's easy. You can like, find it everywhere. have a meeting beforehand. Yeah, but it's easy to just cut it out. Don't yeah. involve racism in your game. I wouldn't recommend it, but I feel like if I'm advising people to read the books and stuff, they should know that some things come up 
Okay. I should also say that this game, a lot of character death is involved. Madnesses are commonplace. So it might not be for everyone. I don't really think I could get into a long campaign in it because it's such a bleak game. I have enough bleak stuff going on in my real life. I don't need bleak game too. Uh, but it was originally printed in 1981, the first version of Call of Cthulhu, the game. The Keeper is the person who's in charge of, it's the Keeper of the Arcane lore, but you call them the Keeper. They're like the GM. Home High Tales are based upon the fundamental premise that common human laws and interests and emotions have no validity or significance in the vast cosmos at large, which I suppose is true. Character creation. You have strength, constitution, power, which is the... Uh, combination of force of will spirit and mental stability dexterity appearance which your physical appearance is your size reflects your height and weight your intelligence obviously your education is the knowledge that your investigator has accumulated through formal education so you have eight characteristics you can allocate the following values you got 40 50 50 60 60 70 and 80 so you get to put those in whatever skills you like. Power, I believe, is the one I would max out because that affects your sanity score. And when you go insane, some bad stuff can happen. You can attack people near you. You can just go catatonic and let the monster eat you. There's a lot of bad things happen if you fail a sanity roll. So you kind of want to keep your power high. And it slowly deteriorates over time. Every sanity roll eventually kind of lowers your score. So you eventually it'll be hard to roll better. You could be an antiquarian. You get skills like appraise, history, library use, other language. You can have things like charm, fast talk, intimidate, persuade. You could be an author, a police detective, a private investigator, professor, good stuff like that. But this is just the beginner's box. I got the core book in there, but I wanted to cover the beginner's box because if I have that, I will usually cover that first, if nothing else, because it's most people's introduction to the game. Most skills that you have are just what the name suggests. You got accounting, anthropology, appraise. And oddly enough, anthropology and archaeology and stuff like that is really handy in this game because you'll be finding odd tomes and stuff that these cults leave behind or statues. Huh. You also have a credit rating one. A character's credit rating is an indicator of their wealth and class. You could have a credit rating of zero, which means you're penniless living on the streets. You could have it up to 99 because it's a, you know, a D100 based game, which means you're super rich. Money is no object. There's also a skill called Cthulhu Mythos. Uh, there's just so many skills. Uh, if you pull the box open and look at the character sheet, you'll see all the skills that they could have. There's lists of them a regular task requires a role equal to or less than your skill value so a d100 a difficult task requires a role equal to or less than half your skill value and a task approaching the limits of human capability requires a role equal to or less than one-fifth of your value and then you do the math beforehand so it's all kind of there you know what you have to roll under there's like three scores under each skill if they say this is really difficult you'll know you have to roll the one-fifth one the horrors that you come across is the fun part, but I don't want to talk about those because the first time you encounter them in the game is... is Cthulhu sc- isn't that scary. No, but the creatures can be. A bear? I don't know. I, as much as I like sea creatures, it just... I mean, he ain't a sea creature. Well, he kind of is, but there's creatures like mounds of flesh with mouths all over them. Yeah, that's gross. And the Shoggoths. There's just all kinds of bizarre things. And the entities that these cults can follow, like Cthulhu <clears> or... I think I can pronounce his name right. I never can. It's kind of like a mystery thing, just with some supernatural. A lot of supernatural once you get into it. But yeah, I didn't think I would ever run this, but I like playing it all right. But I wouldn't, I would do one shots. It's a great game for one shots, but mainly because most of the time you die. <laughs> Another reason <laughs> I wouldn't like it. <laughs> well, I guess we know your opinion on the game. But if you're interested, I'll have a drive through RPG link to the PDF. 
It really does. It looks like if you're into the murder mystery stuff that you might like it. And especially if you're into murder mystery and supernatural, but that's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Well, that's fine. It really And also if you die easily, I definitely don't want to play it because I You're just a normal person most of the time. Normal person fighting gods from space. Why would I want to do that? Apparently the Japanese love it and a lot of Americans. See, but I'm not really into the Japanese things, so that makes sense. I guess. But they're not... I like Inuyasha, and that's literally it. Maybe some Japanese food. Yeah, that's good. But other than that, that's it. Well, we... I like Mount Fuji. It's pretty. Oh, yes. I haven't been there, but it's pretty. Anyway, if you like the idea of playing this, I'll leave an affiliate link to Drive Through RPG in the description of the episode. I would recommend just giving it a look. The PDF for the starter box isn't really expensive, and it's easy to game to play. The hardest part of it is being the uh, keeper because you have to try to explain these cosmic horrors. Which, uh, my monster manual version of this, of, for this thing, it's got a lot of explanations and lore behind all the creatures. Okay. Well, all the deities. It's very. Maybe if we go over that one, I'll yeah, you'll have change a lot. my mind, but we'll see. But the thing about talking about it, if I talk about it, it takes away a lot of the fun for the first time player because they are supposed to be unknown horrors. Yeah. But if you don't at least have an example of some of the smaller ones, yeah. how are you going to know if you even care about it at all? Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> talk about things like Shoggoths and stuff next time we talk about it. I might do it next week. We'll decide what we're going to do next week. So you wouldn't play it. It's one of the few you probably... Like I said, if we go over the other thing that you were talking about, I might change my mind, but... Basically the monster manual. If you just look at the starter set, I would not bother. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The mechanics are fairly simple. I will say that before I go on to the outro. It's not overly complicated. Most of the book is full of lore and stuff you would need to play the game. And some of the math that talks you through helping make the characters, if you don't know how to do... One-fifth, they have it all written out for you there. Real handy. I do. Cthulhu does look really terrifying, especially if he's, you're one of those people that's afraid of the deep water. He's the most recognizable of Cthulhu, yeah. well, of the mythos, but there is things in there that are even more terrifying. Yeah, but if it's just that, then you see that pretty much anywhere. Yeah. I have Nowadays. Lot, I have a little uh, Funko Pops of Cthulhu, and I have them right next to my Cthulhu books. <laughs> Watch some people play it maybe on YouTube. Or listen to a podcast. There's a bunch out there. If you think you're not sure about playing it or running it. Some more good news. We have the internet now to start streaming. So It's been quite nice. It's been very nice, yes. So if you would After like After living without proper internet. Yes. So if you'd like to see us maybe try streaming these episodes or just recording them and putting them up, let us know that. I think we'll try that anyway, just a couple times. Just for the YouTube, because if people YouTube. go on YouTube, they want to watch video. They don't yeah. normally... Usually, we'll just listen to something with just a. If you're wondering why we've been putting up the YouTube videos without actual video and just a static image, it's because that's the only way to get it on YouTube Music. So, if we want our podcast on YouTube Music, we have to make a video. Simple as that. But now we have the ability to make a video with actual pictures of us and or images of us speaking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We will have a Twitch channel, which the videos will be streamed on live sometimes if we play games or something like that. I'll put links in the link tree that's in the description of all of our episodes now. And you can find our socials there, soon to be our Twitch channel there. And YouTube, all the podcast, the top link you get to is the podcast homepage link. You'll find all of our other podcasts there, options to donate if you'd like to do something like that. It'd be appreciated. Um, If you can leave a review for us on your podcast app or on YouTube, that'd be great. Tweet at us, give us ideas of what you'd like us to talk about. I have a stack of many stacks of games to talk about but if you have something that you would really like to hear about or hear me go more in detail in also start sending us ideas for games you'd like to see us play like not just video games we can stream but games you would like to hear us playing tabletop role playing games 
A lot of people would pick D&D, I'm sure. I don't mind playing D&D, but I have so many other At options. At least we know how yeah, to play D&D. But I know how to play a lot of other ones. I've read a lot of these books. I might stutter on about them when I talk about them, but I do know how to play most of these books. I will play them, even if on here, the few that I said I wouldn't be interested in, I, I will still give them a chance. I will still play them and try them if someone wants us to. Yeah. Just to give my honest opinion after playing it, because who knows, I'm might actually like it and just be judging it by its cover like you shouldn't do. I didn't think I'd enjoy playing Call of Cthulhu. And then somebody offered, to, my friend John offered to run it. And me and a group of friends had a good time. I mean, I had a good time. I was the last survivor. <laughs> <laughs> they died some, some almost instantly. Like uh, when I, something threw heads at me and I died. That was I? in Numenera. I would love to run that game again. See, I kind of thought it was this for some reason, probably because of all the tentacles. Yeah, Numenera gets weird. If you like this podcast, we have two other podcasts on the Gruesome Gaming Group. That's our network. One is called Leveling Duo. It's a podcast where me and my friend Dakota talk about video games we really enjoy. Some of them are really old games. Some of them are new games. That's the podcast that's mostly going to be linked with the video game streams we'll be doing. And we have Horrific History and Hauntings. It's a podcast where my sister tells me about exactly what's in the title. Horrific History, Hauntings. We cover some of the darker sides of, well, history. Ways to die. We have a little, like, mini thing of on, yeah. alphabet of death. It's pretty good. We try to put more humor into that one. Yeah. Because, well, we try to put humor in all of them, but. But it's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Some of the, like Spirit of 77 on this one is pretty funny. The Holy Roller. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to make fun of Cthulhu. He's such a horrible, scary creature. If you're into that kind of thing. Tentacles and all. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. And this has been Brother Nose Quest. Goodbye. Goodbye.